Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Ready or not, it all comes down to this World Series time in Major League Baseball uh, as we get set for the preview of the October finish. Uh, and going into November finish with the way this uh, the year, again, can you believe that at the beginning of this year we still had all the lockout stuff, we had all the stuff that we were dealing with. That feels like ages ago, uh, and uh, which is a good thing because it means we've had a good season, a lot of good storylines, things that happened, incredible games, incredible performances, all leading now uh, to uh, the final seven or less games uh, coming into this weekend, and uh, it is a it should be a good series. I think these are the two one team, the most complete team in Major League Baseball uh, from performance uh, within of what we've seen, uh, leading into the the hottest team and the one that we said would be dangerous if they could get in. Uh, so all that kind of segues into uh, the World Series preview as we look at the Houston Astros, as we look at the Philadelphia Phillies uh, leading into the October finish. Uh, as always, uh, he's Corey Peeper. I'm Dan Lewig. We're brought to you by River Creek Popcorn. For all of your snacking needs for baseball games, World Series, and movies of choice, come hungry, leave happy. It is the wrap-up there at the Popcorn Wagon as well. Uh, still one final weekend to go, so you can get your World Series uh, uh, favorite snack in before that gets going. And then just like baseball gives you a little bit of a sneak off-season peak uh, by Christmas time uh, to uh, get you kind of... Uh, ready for next year, thinking about next year, there will be at least some Christmas fun uh, at the wagon as well. Correct. So the actual last weekend with the wagon is this weekend. And so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we ended up keeping Thursdays throughout the year because people kept coming, so we kept staying open. And after we put the wagon away, we'll actually be in two weeks, we'll be in Reedsburg, November, I think it's the 11th and the 12th or 12th and 13th. Whatever that weekend is, we'll be in Reedsburg. And then sometime in early December, I haven't picked out a date yet, we will do a Friday, Saturday from my kitchen. And so to facilitate people who want to hit just that's pre-order. So don't come to my kitchen and expect me to make something for you because <laughs> I want I do not want extra. So pre-order through Facebook or texting or whatever so that we have a record of what's up there. But Information will uh, be available on social media that way or yes. be able to request there. But if you caught what I caught within this, uh, for all of the uh, popcorn aficionados out there, uh, again, you made a demand, and it was met. Thursday stayed. So now I challenge you to come up with something more interesting. Uh, collectively find a way to work together. All ask for the same thing and just see what crazy thing you can get uh, for next year's uh, wagon. Just we're throwing very, that out there. We're a very people-pleasing group, and my, me and my father are. so. To put it in baseball terms, if you come, they will build it. <laughs> That's right, so, exactly. There we go. Uh, well, as we... Before we fully get to the the World Series matchup, we do have to at least uh, take a quick peek at how they got there uh, as far as the ALCS and NLCS. And uh, for both of us here uh, saying it, but again, for this at least the second time uh, in this postseason within it, uh, this is the podcast you need to be listening to because uh, we give you all the facts that you need, and we have nailed it uh, this uh, postseason, bringing our A game when it matters most as well. Uh the prediction was, the last time you heard from me, uh, was that it would be a sweep uh, by Houston uh, and that it would be six, in six, it would be Philly. I was only off by a game. The sweep was right, Philly in five. 
Uh, and the right, the the best teams won those series. And you can look at from Houston and Yankees. Again, there's too much of the, and it just comes from big media bias within it. This wasn't an upset. The media tried to act as if the Yankees choked or, or felt like they were not the favorites. No matter what narratives you want to put within it, Houston was clearly a better team, and that's why I said sweep. Uh, this was not meant to be some sort of shocker uh, within it. Houston was the most complete team in the American League uh, from hitting to uh, pitching to uh, bullpen within it. They were the complete team, and they showed it when it mattered most. If we'd have done the World Series at July, you probably would have said, sure, the Yankees are the best team, but Houston has Houston and the Dodgers right, have been the two that have been pretty much excellent since the start of the season. And everybody talks about the Dodgers because they have stars. Not that Houston doesn't have stars, but Houston's really good. They've been really good for a long time. And and, and Dodgers, for that matter, like they were always very good. But we said if there was a weakness, if there was something that would trip them up, it was the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And the final, like the at that end of that bullpen was not as strong as previous years. And that's exactly what happened. It's a fifth straight ALCS. No, six consecutive ALCS for Houston. That is just absurd that we don't really talk about how good they've been for so long because in the middle is that stupid trash can year and everybody wants to talk and bash them for that. It seems like excellent for half a decade now. And, and I get it, and I was one of the ones too, and deservingly so uh, within it. But uh, it seems as if now it's gone too far the opposite direction of not giving credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you can go back to, to deflate gate, uh, all the stuff with the Patriots. Tom Brady's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, just like Barry Bonds uh, is a Hall of Fame uh, talent player, he made a mistake with what he was doing with then and tried to do. Uh, I mean, that's always the hardest part and frustration of that was he already was a Hall of Fame talent. He allowed himself to be pulled into other things that now mirrored and clouded his overall career. Uh, Houston did that, so now you have these things that are here. But this does make the question: uh, Houston's been very good. If they win, can we start talking dynasty? I think so. Oh, I I think so. I think we talk about how good the Dodgers are, but they've won once, right? This will be Houston's, what, third? Is that right? Third home, third and six ALCSs? I, I want to go back and look at the, the early numbers within it, like back from uh, like 08 and beyond or 07, wherever that is within it. There's one that started there, but it wasn't the same uh, connected group. Uh, for this group, like in the last 10 years, uh, with an obviously they've made it like within an inch uh, for many. So they uh, won 2017, they lost 2019. That was when Steven Strasburg was still healthy and the Nationals beat them. That's right. And then they lost last year to the Braves, and this would be so they could have two wins and three losses since 2017. They've been to the World Series three times in the last, or this will be the fourth time in the last six years, and they have won one so far. So it is, it is a very so impressive either one streak. and three or two and two. Yeah. If you're 2-2, two and two, I think you can talk dynasty pretty handily. Because think about some of these other teams that have competed. Let's just go to 2015. Kansas City, right? They won the World Series in 2015. Awesome. Everybody was cheering for them. They fell off, as I think we all expected. The Cubs, 2016, they have went into full rebuild mode. Houston, 2017, they've been competitive ever since. Boston, 2018, that is gone now. 2019, the Washington is, I think, the worst team in the National League East. The Dodgers are very good, and the Braves are good. But Houston is just, they're just a constant for a while here. The Braves have to show that they can be Houston, like right, and that's that's the team that's trying to become that, uh, and the one that's the closest. When you talk about like a core group uh, that can now be there to create a consistent uh, uh, opportunities. If you were picking a World Series winner in the next 
five years, you take Atlanta, right? Absolutely. That, that's the one I would – if you were just telling me I have one team that's going to win a World Series in the next five years, I take Atlanta. But here's where I'll give Houston more credit. Uh, Atlanta, they locked up their core. They're now doing this, and you expect them once in the next five. What if they said you were going to lose on, – on successive years, you were going to lose a, a, a Ronald Acuna – uh, then you were going to lose, uh, let's count last night, Freddie Freeman before that, and now you're going to lose, uh, and just pick a, a major pitcher or just another key, like like a top five player, and you're going to lose these guys in, in, in three consecutive years. Uh, would you expect them to still be able, would you still be putting the bet on them to make it back? Uh, you, you say they, they could do it, it's sure possible, it, yeah. but you wouldn't make them favorites. No. Houston has done this losing Garrett Cole, losing George Springer, losing Carlos Correa. Yep. That's what makes this impressive. I and think. and they haven't always gone out to buy the next star. Dodgers do that easy. Yankees can do that easy. They lose one, they'll just go buy another one. Houston has money, but not that not that pocket level. No. And so they've replaced in house. Uh, and you look at uh, who was the MVP of the NLCS or the ALCS, excuse me, Jeremy Pena, the replacement for Carlos Correa. Uh, it's that's where I will give them credit as far as an organization that has continued. It's it's one thing as you looked at throughout the record, you can put together for a season an amazing team, uh, and you can go all the way and win it. The longevity of staying at least in in an uh, earshot of being like within a couple of games of to consistently consistently get back to the ALCS uh, within it despite losing all of that talent that is impressive, uh, and so by winning one is there I still wonder like they're they're in the hall of very good, uh, and, and so this is the question where it, does a win f- get them there to fully talk on dynasty they're not the '90s level Buffalo Bills because they actually did win one uh, and they weren't blown out in the other years w- within it. So it's not that level, but you can't be one and three uh, in the World Series and call yourself a dynasty. The uh, that's dynasty. the Hall of Very Good. The last dynasty we had is the Giants, right? Those three three World Series like every in other five year, years. Right? Three World Series in five years, right? Was that 2010, 2012, 2014? Yeah. yeah, all even years. And Bruce Bochy's back. He is. Bochy's back with the Rangers now. He, I, there's, a, there's a bit of that stuff maybe at the end. We'll just cover a couple yeah, things uh, within it. Uh, there's some transactions taking place, some manager announcements, uh, some front office announcements. We'll try to cover at least a, a couple minutes sna- snapshot uh, on some of the things that have taken place. Because for the other teams, they're in off-season plan mode, and, and uh, the uh, off-season never sleeps. So uh, that is uh, already starting to make uh, those uh, some of those things taking place. But... To me, it means Houston has to win to really have the dynasty conversation be legitimate. Uh, again, one and three in the World Series does not, I, I guess you're the Hall of Very Good, but it doesn't get you in, into that level. I think even that two and two, when you put everything together with this sustained success, you can have that conversation uh, uh, within it. And they're not done. Uh, there's no, no reason to think of this. This isn't the, uh, we're not looking at the, uh, what was the, the Michael Jordan documentary, the, the, the Last Dance? This isn't the last dance for Houston. This team is still set to be uh, very good. Uh, and dark horse candidate for Jose Abreu, if you're asking me for first base ideas or things where they could still improve this team. Uh, as far as I'm aware, outside of, uh, uh, it's is it, um, who's their DH? 
Not not, not, Alvarez. Alvarez. Not, not Alvarez, but he plays left field. And kind of he's left field and and DH when Alvarez is not. Oh, Michael uh, Brantley when thank he's healthy. You. Uh, when Brantley he's healthy, when he's healthy, but yes. There's shoulder. a chance they could they could lose uh, you know lose him in free agency, but otherwise the rest of the core is locked up. Uh, so this this team is Justin still Verlander going to be is a free agent, but I think there's about a two percent chance yeah. he signs somewhere else. I have almost guaranteed that he's back in Houston. And so you have there's still the team to beat next year. If you're making a uh, power rankings for next year, that's still there. Uh, so it's congrats to them for an amazing season. They did exactly what a team that was the clearly better team supposed to do. They crushed uh, the Yankees in four games uh, and have now uh, moved on. And even when everything wasn't firing in all cylinders, not everything worked well in these games, but they found a way to win each and every one of them. Uh, If we switch gears to the NLCS, uh, that is, uh, it was a fun series that I wanted to watch more of, but my schedule didn't allow for it. Uh, But it was exactly what I was hoping it would be. Uh, That was a fun series to watch. It was just... That was that was the better series, actually. The pitching stepped up. The first game we saw one hit by the Padres. Zach Wheeler fired a one hitter. Technically, they brought out Sarante Domingos and Jose Alvarado. Harper was on fire the whole series. Kyle Schwarber was hot. Reese Hoskins got hot. These are those stars we talked about, right? They got hot when they needed them, and just incredible. And Aaron Nola wasn't even at his best. He he kind of stunk in game two, and that was a game that they won. But they had two great starts out of Wheeler. I said Bryce Harper was awesome throughout the series. And this one, and Reese Hoskins with a two homer <laughs> game uh, within within it. I mean, and others stepped up too. This is the one where you've got some offense. Like if you wanted to see yeah. offense, Houston. I think the most runs they scored in a game. I think they had a six in the last game, right? They came back and scored six. There was a ten runs for Philly, ten to six. There was an eight to five game in there. So this is more of the offensive series. And my question is, do you remember when the Yankees signed Giancarlo Stanton to a long term contract, and instead they signed Giancarlo Stanton instead of Bryce Harper? Because that was who everybody yes. wanted, and they chose Stanton instead. And yes. and Harper wanted to go there. That he was his did. team. And and man, does it look bad now? Like I like Jean Carl Stanton. I think he's good. Bryce Harper good, is just a great. guaranteed Hall of Famer, yep. right? Like just a sub- spectacular just, player. Just health. That's all you need. Just health. When he's in there, he performs across the board every single time. There's no question. There's no. He doesn't even slump. I mean, he he's just the he's same so guy. He's at that. He's just at a different plane and and able to sustain that. Uh, which is when you're going to pay that type of money, that's exactly what you want. He has been worth every dollar and then some, uh, and now getting another chance uh, uh, to do that. Uh, this is uh, Philly uh, coming back for the first time since 2008. Uh, mm-hmm. Sore spot uh, there with uh, Rays and uh, Philly's uh, 2008 uh, spot oh, that's, that's uh, on that Rays? one. Yeah, yeah. That, I just remember uh, that was the, their that first uh, their first uh, trip to the, uh, to the big dance and. Uh, uh, rain and a bunch of other weather things got in the way within it, but Philly uh, came out on top. That was the Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins uh, era. Uh, Ryan Howard. Yep. Ryan Howard's on that team, yeah. I and uh, so uh, they're now Is that Roy uh, Halliday? back. Roy Halliday was on that team? Ooh, I can't remember. Or died. Uh, I, I, I can't remember that one within it. Uh, but this leads to, we talked dynasty in the ALCS. We're going to talk dynasty in the NLCS, but in a different way. No Roy where, where does Dave Dombrowski rank now? This is his third team that he has taken to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get a manager that gets two teams to that's considered like you know elite and Hall of Fame territory, for anyone to do three, whether manager or front office, uh, when you're the lead architect of that, uh, 
where does that now like a how much credit are you given to 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 Dombrowski and where does he then rank uh, if you're doing all time lists for guys for for doing this, where do you put them? And, and regardless of whether they win, just getting three teams there, I think he's he is what he is, right? He get, he goes out, he gets you a World Series, and then it, it it can flame out in a hurry because he's not afraid. We talked about it with the Yankees, right? They held hard, they held fast with Anthony Volpe. The Padres held strong. Well, they didn't. Uh, the Dodgers, I should say, held strong with their prospects. They did not get Josh Hader. Dombrowski's not afraid to move to move the entire world to get his guys. Now, for this team, it was free agents. He didn't trade a ton of guys. He went out and he said, okay, we need more offense. P- defense be damned, right? I'm going to sign Nick Castellanos. I'm going to sign Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Controversial at the time, yeah. remember. Like, this was a like great uh, great bats. Who's going to catch it uh, within it? Uh, there was a lot of questions, a lot of skepticism to this roster construction. This is the – how many years has he been there? He has been there – this is two years, right? 2021 and 2022. And so it's it didn't take long. Now you could say, okay, well, he's he's reaping the rewards of some of the previous pre- previous ownership. But Tell that to the said, New York Mets. <laughs> we've always said they needed I never we never said they needed offense. That just that just added to it. But even in the beginning of the year, we said we liked the Kyle Schwarber. We liked the uh-huh. Nick Castellanos. But we've always said they needed pitching. Now, specifically relief pitching. And it's not great. It's still not great. But it's better. Good enough. It's is good what enough. It's been this year. It's been good enough. Sir Anthony Dominguez has worked. Jose Alvarado at times looks kind of fixed again. Brad Hand, they've David Robertson. He went out and he fixed it enough. Now this team is not like this is not a team that I expect to flame out either. Like they are, they're locked up to it. They're not young. It's not a young team. It's, it's a not veteran Cleveland. team, but not old. Yes, it's a veteran team. Like, could you tell me if it, next year that Philly is right back here? Yeah, I could buy that. Their their entire core is locked up again. That Schwarber, Hoskins, Rio Muto, Harper, Castellanos top five is as good as it gets in the game. What I'll say is this is probably one of the more high volatile teams mm-hmm. within it. You could tell That's me how they that almost they, missed the playoffs. They, you could tell me they missed the playoffs next year, and I'd believe it too. Like, well, I can think of a couple of scenarios easy uh, where I could see something happen, injuries, uh, all of a sudden something just gets weird, uh, and it just goes down that way. Could they pull it in a New York Mets with the right the, on paper things look good, and then just somehow something happens? Sure, but uh, and these guys are in their primes. Uh, they're not past their primes. They're not doing what the again, the Yankees will buy players, and then they're quickly old. Giancarlo Stanton could at least muscle a couple in there, but he looks old. He's not the MVP level that he was when they first signed him. Uh, and and so you have a lot of these guys that way. Garrett Cole is very good, uh, and he can have he can have shutdown games. Credit where credit is due, but he also gives up that home run ball too much to be fully confident. If you were going into a, a, a do or die game within him, you'd feel confident. But still a little a little bit of uh, unsettling in the stomach. Garrett right? Cole or Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler, uh, only because he and he's also he's given he's you that down right? Yeah, he's consistent. The consistent like, like uh, Garrett Cole can get you like the seven uh, seven shutout, thirteen strikeouts type of performance there with him. But he can also give you uh, four innings, six runs, three home runs given up. Uh, with an or the same seven, but still six run home run. It's, or, it's the home run, right? Yep. It's always been the same thing with Garrett Cole. When he's bad, he gives up the home run. Zach seven Wheeler? innings, two runs, like almost consistently. That's that's Zach Wheeler. That's he's Nola, not going right? to give you. He's not going to give you the shutout. Not necessarily. I mean, now he can. He did the complete game and just sure. rattle it off. But you at least, for the most part, know what you're getting with him. You can't always say that with Garrett Cole, which is what makes it hard. And it's not fair to him that the Yankees have a patchwork rotation after him. Uh, it, that makes it makes it the stuff where he has to be perfect. 
uh, in order for them to, to do well. That's not fair uh, to him at, at the same time. So I'll give him at least a little bit of love versus my uh, uh, my criticism. That's the That was a big part of the difference in this series is Zach Wheeler was great for two starts. Now, you Darvish was great. He matched him. I'm not cutting on you Darvish. You Darvish is incredible. Aaron Nola was bad in the one start, but Blake Snell was bad too. And Joe Musgrove was good. They won that start, but Ranger Swartz was good. And then here's the deal with the Padres. They went out and they brought in all these free agents, right, or traded for them. Juan Soto hit a home run in the series. He was downright awful their entire time that he was with San Diego. Shocking. Mike Clevenger was off. Mike Clevenger's start in this series was no innings, three earned runs. He's the one who gave up a home run to Hoskins. That was game four when the Phillies scored 10 runs. He's the one in the offseason that someone has to believe he's a good reclamation project because you're not counting on him necessarily uh, when you're trying to look at him for, for next year. And that's another, there's another pitch, Sean Manai. Remember, we, they traded for Sean Manai. He was also bad with them all year. He gave up five runs in that game. Josh Bell, all those guys, no, not all of them, right? Not all of them. I didn't mention, I could mention some more, but Brandon Drury was okay. But he was the one who was like had the least expectations. But those other four guys, they were all had big expectations for San Diego, and they didn't come through. So look at both teams uh, going for the same type of roster construction, right? It's the stars. Uh, putting together as much stars as we can and to put this together, and obviously the difference is one set of stars stepped up to do exactly what you got them there for, and the other ones were inconsistent, and that's why one's there and one's not, right? And that's how it gets to it. Uh, I'm going to quickly circle back to Dombrowski just to say I have the best name for him. As far as describing, he is more unique versus any other GM within it because he's willing to do that. He is the, the best scorched earth GM uh, ever. You feel confident like, if you when he's Dave there. Dombrowski. He'll get. If, do you want to get to a World Series? Five years. Like he will get you there, but you need to sacrifice the next five years of your teams. Like your, your, uh, there will be nothing from your farm system for five years. Uh, your budget will be gone. Like you'll be paying off contracts uh, for five years within it. But again, it goes back to the thing. If you could have uh, uh, ten years uh, that you're looking at this, and you could get uh, either like seven years of really good seasons and no World Series, or, like, be competitive for, like, 8 of 10, or you can get one World Series and be uncompetitive for, like, 5 or 6 of those years. What are you picking? If you're picking Dave Dombrowski, that's the method you're going. Because that's... And now he's proven it with three different places uh, that he can do that. He's really proven it. So he won the World Series with the Marlins a long time ago. He got Detroit there, like, twice or three times, and they won a bunch. Boston. And then he won one with Boston, and now here we are with Philadelphia. So so four. He's gotten Uh, four teams to the World Series. He's only won it with two. Now, Yeah, you're right. For, like, a seven-year window, I feel confident that if I have Dave Dombrowski as a GM, he is going to probably get me to one World Series. That he will probably leave after that seven-year window. He does not stick around long. He was with Boston two years, right? Only two years, I think. And then he left. Like, he does not stay long. And then we see where Boston's at now, where they're hamstrung. Rafael Devers is talking about leaving. Xander Bogarts is talking about leaving. He traded Mookie Betts. Like, they won a World Series. And then it was – actually, he didn't trade Mookie Betts. It was after him. But that was when they were going to go in a yeah. whole different direction. And he uh, that's not his style. So he – mutual parting of ways. He brings he brings them in, right? He brings in stars. He doesn't care what's – and, look, you have to like it, right? It, it is so successful. It's just a very different – you hear about these – Guys who are big into analytics, right? Like Theo Epstein before him. Yep. And it's the complete opposite approach. It's the complete opposite approach of what Houston does, where we're talking about they build from within, right? Bryce Harper's a free agent. JT Ramuto is a free agent. Kyle Schwarber is a free agent. Uh, JT, uh, Nick Castellanos is a free agent. They signed JT, JT Ramuto. The only one that they, they drafted was Reese Hoskins but, and Aaron Nola. But yep. most of their stars 
are brought in from the outside. Whereas if you look at the Astros, it's Altuve's uh, homegrown, Bregman's homegrown. Technically, Alvarez was traded for when he was like 16, but I consider him homegrown too. So like very different approach, very good teams. But it would be too easy to say, like, well, you just cut a check. How hard is that to do? Again, go ask the New York Mets. Uh, you still have to spend wisely. And he has. all the. We're at what? Uh, how many years into these contracts are we at for these guys? Uh, from uh, JT Rumuto to uh, uh, Zach Wheeler. Uh, with it. These are guys that are now performing. Again, the Yankees get them for a good couple of years, and then things go to garbage pretty, pretty quick afterwards. So it's not the easiest thing to do to sign these massive long-term contracts and still get star results. Uh, he's nailed it. Uh, I mean, can you what what contract has he signed with Philly that hasn't at least been like solid? Where's the bust? Where's the one where like this is the albatross contract that just uh, hanging uh, that they have to try to just spend more money to get away from? I can tell you a few yeah. of them on other teams. Uh, with him. He, he has nailed these picks. Uh, and especially when you think of catchers, how quickly that can age with them. Like, that's been solid. Uh, so uh, props to him for uh, not only making the right moves, but Philly wasn't spending to this level before he got there. So he also convinced ownership to pony up the dough uh, to go for it this way. He sold them on that model that they were now going to spend at that level within it and he has made it count uh Bryce Harper uh among others but you have the Hall of Famer that you were able to sign away uh all these things that are there it Bryce Harper's my early pick to win the MVP next year I think he's going to be even better without the shift I think he could hit 320 with all the other stuff he offers I think he's incredible I think he's I've said before he's my favorite player I think he's just unbelievably good now so in this in this NLCS and we talked about and like last uh when we were previewing this the reason why we liked them is, again, this was the team that we felt if they could just get in, they are built for the the, the short series, the playoff series. Their star power, star power, more than others, can go supernova. How many players, like, let's look at it from that example, versus like Padres could have at least a couple, of, a couple, but how many players on the Phillies do you think could go supernova? Schwarber does it all the time. Harper can do it. Harper. Bryce Harper. If you told me that Reese, Reese Hoskins, we've seen do it, right? He can hit four he, home runs in a series. We just saw it. JT Ramuto, I wouldn't be – you told me he hit three home runs. I'd say sure. And and I still feel – I know it's been a slower year, but I, I trust – I've seen Nick Castellanos be great over 10 he games. He has In the postseason, he yeah, has. He's been fine. So And then Zach Wheeler's incredible, and Aaron Nola can be excellent. So that's – I say there's, there's legitimately seven stars on this team is what there is. When the Dodgers won, that's what they had. If one didn't – you had seven – all you need is one or two. You want, especially you want to win it. You get two of those seven to go supernova. You're winning a series because mm-hmm. the like their elite level when they go supernova, like that's very few players can touch it. Uh, and when you have multiple players that can do it, and if you get multiple, chances are you're winning that series. That's what the Dodgers did uh, when they won it. That's exactly what happened. This was the example where they had some of that, but not as high as they've had it in previous years. The Padres have some of that. But not guys who haven't shown it. Uh, there's capability, but they haven't shown it. Uh, we've seen that with with uh, Philly, uh, and now that leads into we, we've talked about Houston being the more complete team. You have the Philly built upon the stars uh, with and guys that can go supernova. You can see that part within it. Now let's put these two teams together and do that World Series preview. When uh, we we saw why each of them won. Within a why uh, the observations and predictions we made were were right because of those things. That's exactly how it played out. 
How is the World Series uh, going to play out? Let's uh, let's talk about the different uh, breakdowns from uh, advantages, from starting pitching, hitting, uh, bullpen management. Let's let's talk through. Okay, so I think that we'll start with starting pitching. Uh, I said how great I've just talked about Zach Wheeler and Aaron Ola. I still think Justin Verlander is probably the the one. If you told me between these two teams, I get one pitcher that I want to start three times in a short rest to try to win me three games. It's still got to be Justin Verlander. After that. Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, but then it's a bunch of Astros guys, right? Like Suarez pitched well, Bailey Falter was awful, right? But Framber Valdez has been nothing but excellent all year. Christian Javier has been nothing but excellent all year. Lance McCullers is an idiot who hurt his hand trying to pop champagne. Uh, but Jose Urquidy, Luis Garcia, like they have six great starters on Houston. I mean, do you understand why baseball players get made fun of a little bit within this? They have they have the stupidest injuries. Uh, that happened within it. Uh, and I get it because you know, pitching hand stuff, I mean, it all makes sense, but it's like you have a guy that uh, Blake Snell was gone for how many weeks because he uh, stepped on broken glass in, in his because uh, he tipped over uh, a table in his bathroom. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just the random crap that happens to baseball players that you just don't hear happening to football. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I digress. That's <laughs> good. good, man. No, but because of that, the fact that it is a short series, you have two of the better two of the best three pitchers on Philly, but the others all come down to Houston. So I, I would say Houston has better starting pitching. Philly has two aces, two aces. And then they've, uh, their hitting has had to bail out their pitching mm-hmm. with the Padres. We saw it happen. Now the Astros had it happen once Philly had it happen a couple, a couple of times in a seven game series, right? You're, you're going to pitch Justin Verlander three times if you have to, but I'd trust as much as I like Zach Wheeler, I trust Justin Verlander a little more. He's just done it for longer, and he's shown that he could do that. Aaron Nola's great. Ramper Valdez is really good. Maybe he's not Aaron Nola good, but he's really good. Remember the streak he was on for, like, the consistency of quality starts? He set the record this year, I think. 31 quality starts or something like that. It was an absurd season, like, quietly, because he's on the same team that Justin Verlander's on, so you don't talk about that, but they just have excellence galore. Like, Christian Javier has been excellent all year, even once he finally got put in the starting rotation. You're going to take any of those guys over whatever whatever Philly throws out for game three, if it's Ranger Suarez, who I assume it will be, you're going to take Christian Javier in that game, right? The other ones you could say Justin Verlander and Zach Wheeler toss-up. Right? Maybe they each one win, game, one win one game out of two. But Houston just has more starting pitching that I trust than what Philly has to offer. I, I would agree. We're looking at strengths, which one to lean at when it comes to starting rotation. Uh when you're now looking at a seven-game series, uh, it shifts back in favor of Houston. Uh, if we were talking uh, five, might be about dead even uh, within it. Uh, uh, so I, I would say as far as advantages go, I agree with you that the starting rotation uh, leans in favor of Houston. Move to their, we'll move to the bullpen. I just talked about how Dombrowski helped fix the Phillies' bullpen, and I believe that. They are better than we've seen. That's how they've gotten to this point. You don't get there if your bullpen is completely broken, which it has been for years. It was it two years ago when we first started doing this? They had that historically bad bullpen that was like 19 blown saves. The COVID saves. year. Oh, the COVID year. That was, that was, it. That was, right. it was the only, dumpster fire. It was like 19 fire. blown saves oh. in 60 games. Yeah, see, so 19 awful. doesn't sound as bad as you factor. <laughs> it's a 60-game season. Yeah, that was the horrendous, awful year. Now, they're better. It's still not as good as Houston again, right? Houston has Ryan Presley at closer, the best relief pitcher in the series. Hector Neris, Ryan Stanek, Hunter Brown, they have very deep bullpen. Now, Phillies kind of just kind of 
plugging it along. They're getting longer starts out of those two big starters. That's what's saving them. Is I said, Zach Wheeler went seven innings in two games end of a series, right? If you get seven innings out of Zach Wheeler, then you only need to – they've went to Sir Anthony Dominguez once for two innings. They turned it to Alvarado. They've turned to Zach Eflin as a closer. So they've pieced it together. But if it comes down to a one-run game in the ninth inning, I'd rather have Ryan Presley, who I've seen do this and be an all-star level closer, than Sir Anthony Dominguez still. Yeah. I, I, again, it's the this is where it is a Houston strength uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like, it, Philly's better, but Houston, that bullpen's been good for a while now uh, and more tested. That, that's really uh, and, it, too. And, and, and They've the, done this before. We just Jose Alvarado, that. could he do a, uh, an inning and strike out, uh, strike out the side within it? Sure. Could he do an inning and walk four? And, and not record an out? Yeah. That's uh, again, high volatility. That's what's over in the Philly bullpen. There's like David Robertson. There's some guys that like they're going to have the veteran experience to help within it, but you can't always only go to those guys, especially when after your top two in the rotation, you're not confident you're getting six, seven innings. You're going to need that bullpen in those games, uh, and that makes it that means that you are going to have to rely on someone like a Jose Alvarado in a key moment uh, within. Now again. Back when his arm was right, he did those key moments with the Rays uh, going back to some of those early playoff seasons within. It's not that he doesn't have, hasn't done it before, but he's just, that arm's so uh, uh, inconsistent. You just don't know what you're getting from time to time. Let's talk the offense, because we t- raved and ranted about Philly's top five, and rightfully so. I said Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos. And then actually Alec Bohm's pretty good six, but... Let's talk about the Astros top five, because guess what? It's pretty capable. Jose Altuve has been terrible in the playoffs. I think he's hitting under 100. Does that mean that I think he's going to be terrible this series? No. I, you, could just, you could tell me that he came out and hit 350 this series, and I'd say, yep, that's, he's done that before, right? Jose Altuve, he's done that before. So he's been terrible, and yet they're still – they just swept the Yankees with him hitting under 100. Jeremy Pena, you mentioned, just got done winning the ALCS MVP. He's going to be a star. He's going to be an absolute star in this game. I'd, he got overshadowed by how great Bobby Witt was and how great uh, Julio Rodriguez was he's in the American smooth. League. He's just smooth, like, defensively, offensively. I, I don't know a better way to describe it. Just that, would you have if it wasn't a year where Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Witt existed? Even Adley Rutschman, twenty-two home runs, eleven steals, two fifty-three as a twenty-four-year-old rookie. Like if you told me that he won a, a rookie of the year out of that, I'd say, yep, that's that's believable. We've seen people do worse, right? That one rookie right. of the year, but it just got overshadowed by how good those other guys were. Obviously. We talked about you talked about supernova players. Number three is Jordan Alvarez in their lineup. He he could hit six home runs in a seven game series, and I would say, okay, yep, he's and he breaks pitchers, man. When all of a sudden when he connects on one, he just just breaks uh, uh, pitchers within it. Their psyche, everything along with it. he just uh, demoralizes a team. Uh, and man, he didn't. I mean, he did that versus the Mariners. As good as Aaron he's Judge like, was, yeah. as good as Aaron Judge is, if there's if I had one player that I think could beat Aaron Judge's record. That's currently playing. I would take Jordan Alvarez. If there's one person I want to build an offense around, uh, and either either league, mm-hmm. it's him. Yeah, that's probably I, true. Thirty-seven I, home I, runs with a three hundred six average this year. That's the part of it that's under. Like, yes, he's a huge power hitter. Across the board, but he draws a bajillion walks. He has an amazing eye. It's incredible what he can do. Like you talk about Supernova, absolutely. Alex Bregman has bounced back to where we all thought he could get to. He's, I think, he led the American League in walks, or if not, he was right he, up there. He's not. He's not a, a star. But he's a, a great, uh, he's a great player. I, it's the uh, he just not quite at one level, but and, and so he gets judged on the basis of that versus saying, you know, this is still the guy you want on a championship roster. 
and who's going to be a key player on that championship roster. He's not Jordan it's, Alvarez. Well, who is? It's that 41 home run season in 2019. Yep, the, that, the aberration. That kind, of, that kind of boosted him to pl- levels that we thought, well, is this just him? He's 25, and it was an incredible season, but that's just not him. He's a 25 home run, going to hit 270 doing it. He's just very good, too. Like, another very good player. And then I think I think Kyle Tucker is a star. Like, I think Kyle Tucker is a star. You were talking about stars. I think he's right there. I know he's been he's hit about 200 this series postseason, too. But he's another one. If you told me that he went out and hit five home runs in this series, I'd say, yep, that's that's plenty believable. I think he is an absolute star, too. He had a 30-home run, 25-steal season, and it was, like, unbelievably quiet because it's the same team that Jordan Alvarez is on. I know there was talk of, how, like, he's off to a slow start. He ended up with 30 home runs and 25 steals. Yes, he hit 257. I don't really care. In today's day and age, that's a fine average. If you're going to offer me 30 home runs and 25 steals doing it, that's incredible. Like, a so top five to top five, Jose Altuve versus Kyle Schwarber at leadoff. Altuve is more consistent, but Schwarber can be – he can be the best hitter in baseball for seven games. We've seen that both of the last two years in stretches. Pena to uh, – who bets second for Philly? Pena to Reese Hoskins, different players, right? Reese Hoskins much more of a – he also walks at times, but Pena is a little more consistent. JT Ramuto versus Jordan Alvarez, I'll take Jordan Alvarez. Bryce Harper to Alex Bregman, I'll take Bryce Harper. And then Kyle Tucker to Nick Castellanos, I'll probably take Kyle Tucker. But both of those top fives are just ridiculous. <laughs> so offense, offense is tough. I think I'm going to give it to Philly. Just because, like you said, not, not to put anything against Houston's offense. It's incredibly good. But Philly's offense is showing it right now. Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins and Kyle Schwarber, all Reese Hoskins had four home runs. Bryce Harper is, I think, hitting like a 1,400 OPS or something in the playoffs. Like, they're hot right now. Philly's offense for me over Houston at this point. I would agree with that. I uh, Their offense is clicking exactly the way you want your stars to do it. Again, Jordan Alvarez is that level. The rest of it is that they all, they're just deep. Uh, 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 Houston is just deep across the board of, of good players but not supernova players. The way that we've been talking about this and describing it with it, and those guys are going off for Philly right now. Momentum is in that favor. Now, you do have a very, very solid uh, starting pitching uh, and bullpen that can help to neutralize some of that. Uh, and I think they are more uh, they are more equipped to do that than what the Padres are. I was looking at, uh, we were talking about like that level of player. Uh, MLB.com has their like top 20 players ranked on the two teams, on the World Series teams. Uh, and so I thought that was kind of a way to check, okay, uh, versus my opinion versus can that I within it. Guess? What do they rank? Yeah. Can I so, start? So 20, uh, 20 players. Uh, let's first do this uh, on each team. How many do you think is ranked for Houston on that 20? How many uh, Philly? So 20 total players. I would say there are 13. No, I'll say there are 12 Astros to 8 Phillies. Nailed it. Did I really? 100%. It was 12 uh, Astros, uh, uh, 8 Philly. So, number one best player in the series has to be Bryce Harper after what he's got done. Yep. I think he's the best player in the series. Two would be Jordan Alvarez. Yep. Now's when it gets hard. Those those are the two best players. Bryce Harper is, I said, first ballot. He could retire tomorrow. First ballot Hall of Famer, two MVP awards. Jordan Alvarez is going to win an MVP. Number three, it's got to be Justin Verlander. Not yet. Ooh. Uh... Is it Zach Wheeler? Mm-mm. Is it a hitter? It is, it's not based upon necessarily the, the postseason numbers. Kyle Tucker. No, not yet. Jose Altuve. That's uh, 
Uh, so you have Leitch and, and, and Petrello uh, that are yeah. uh, commenting this. And Leitch is uh, saying that, okay, maybe he didn't get off to the most electrifying postseason start, but it really hasn't been appreciated just how fantastic he was, was this year. Uh, do you realize that he put up the same OPS plus this year that he did in his MVP season of 2017? I've said, uh, I just didn't realize. So I always thought that his steals were gone. If he gets back to being like a 15 steal guy, I mean, he's one of the best. He's another one. Like, if you told me he retired tomorrow, he's probably a Hall of Famer. Like, he's right on the cusp. He still has a few more elite and seasons left. And he's got a year left. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's probably uh, a Hall of Famer, too. So who's four then? Did I get the fourth guy yet or no? Mm-hmm. Batter or hitter? Batter or pitcher? Batter. I didn't. JT Ramuto. Mm-hmm. I. I'm the Schwarber. one that I didn't give him as much credit uh, within it when I was talking about it. Bregman. Alex Bregman. I don't know. I, uh, th- I like Alex high. Bregman. He's not a better batter. He is not better than Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. is, I, he's trying to give a couple things here. He's talking about uh, uh, that swing is, is excellent for, like, home park. Uh, it is. Uh, and, and also in Philly's uh, park, he's at uh, – Fifth best home run park for right-handed hitters. So uh, he's he kind of going much, matchup he's based. A very big pull hitter. So yes. I, I get. I think for this one, it's not necessarily going on elite talent, but elite matchup, putting the the things together within it. You can make a case that way. Five is Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get a Wheeler, Nola, uh, Real Mudo, Tucker, Schwarber. That that's so the I top got the rest of the top ten. I just missed so. I would have guessed those guys, but and, and you can make uh, you can easily switch that list. Uh, just listen to uh, that. Very, just read off uh, that list again. Bryce so Harper's won multiple MVP awards. Yordan yeah. Alvarez going to win some MVPs. Three was Altuve. Did Altuve win an MVP? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Bregman. Bregman. Uh, Verlander. Bregman's a rookie of the year. Verlander's won how many? How many Cy Youngs? Guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Wheeler. I, he's borderline Hall of Famer. Aaron Nola's going to win a Cy Young. I still firmly believe that. Real Muto. One of the best catchers of, the of this best generation at this time, right? Like Kyle Tucker, I think he's he's a superstar someday too. He's like, only twenty five. It's unbelievable, and this will and be his third World Series, runs, like in yeah. the last two years. He's so good, and it's just underappreciated. And then Schwarber, best power hitter, like streakiest hitter in the game. But the, the power, the guy you want in a postseason, because <laughs> yes. like all, and if he goes off, he's carrying a team. He's like the best power on base bat in the game, right? It's him and it's Max Muncy, and he's a better version of it in that they walk a ton and they hit a ton of home runs. Kyle Schwarber represents the full name of our show. Apparently, <laughs> uh, my phone disagrees with my directions that I'm taking uh, here, uh, sitting here. Uh, and he's got uh, an MVP, but he's got a World but, Series but before, a too, right? He's on the Cubs, Cubs team when they won yeah. the World Series, right? Yeah, so he's been there. He's won one. Actually, was he? So, but, but, yeah, he no, embodies he the full the, the heater element to what we named our, our podcast after. He's the perfect, uh, if you would have to say, put one one player that is, is the f- full theme of, of our of our show, it would have to be him. He's another We've guy. We've so many times. He's another one. I think Philly's going to be good next year because... You get rid of the shift, and I know he hit. He'll benefit. He hit two sixteen. Like if you told me he goes back, even two fifty with the once again as likely as anyone to hit forty home runs, right? Like yep. So yep. two fifty with that, I think he'll be great next year again. I think he's great this year. And ten was who'd you say? Who was the tenth player? Did you get off of it? It's okay. No, that was Schwarber. Oh, Schwarber was, was Tucker. Okay. Tucker then Schwarber. Yeah. Great uh, players all. So we have. If you want to see star players. This World Series has it. If you want to see offense, this World Series has it. Despite the good pitching that's there, there will be offense. Uh, and if you want to see the potential for a shutdown pitcher who just 
just nails it. Uh, you have Verlander, you have Wheeler. These guys have done it. Uh, is you have a little bit of everything there. If you need to be, if you're a fan of one of these teams and you're waiting for like, you know, like, am I gonna? Uh, go white uh, on hair fast on watching a bullpen within it. They both have some of those guys with it. Houston is better overall, but they're still, uh, remember at the beginning of the year, remember the problems they were having with closer uh, and, and uh, late back end of that bullpen. There were some nerves there on that. So nothing, like, there's no, like uh, there's some series you get, you're like, okay, it's going to be hard for another team to win one or two. Like there's a massive advantage here. This is about as evenly matched of a World Series matchup that I can recall in, in a number of years. And I, I haven't gone back to look at the last ones within it, so it may not be as much as I'm thinking on my mind, but this seems more evenly matched than we've had in quite a while. I'm trying to pull it up here. So last year we had the Braves versus the oh, Astros. Um, is evenly matched, but the Braves were a very good team. All year, and the Astros were good. Dodgers, Rays, Braves got hot at the last uh, at the last thing, and they rode it all yeah. the way there. Kind of like the Phillies, yeah. The Dodgers, Rays, that was kind of a David Goliath, David Goliath. And, and, and you hope that maybe the Rays had a couple more tricks left up their sleeves, but that was a hard one to even try to within. So that wasn't an evenly matched up one. Nationals, Astros, that was once again a team that got hot at the right time. The Nationals yeah. rode that. To the t- Man, you ever realize how good the AL e- NL East is at this until you start reading this? But the NL East, uh, Boston and the Dodgers. I don't even remember how good Boston won that series four to one. I honestly don't remember much about that series. I don't either. Uh, Astros, Dodgers. That was the big. That's the last one that I really remember being very. That one went seven games. I know the Nationals and the Astros did, but that one went seven games. That was very well matched. And then I actually remember the Cubs and the Indians the year before that. Sorry, Cubs, the Cleveland team. I don't want to get in trouble. Cleveland team. They were the Indians then, but Cleveland team. That one was very well matched just because that was the year that everybody was talking about the Cubs, right? This is their chance. So I'll take it back to say when we characterize what makes the World Series fun, uh, and you look back at the last five, it's all been close matchups. It's all been teams that have been, with the exception of of maybe one within there, these teams were like, you could see either one winning, uh, and and, and how do you know that they were evenly matched? Because we already had at least two of the last five went to Game 7. So we've had the long series. We've had the back and forth on this, and it's worked out uh, very well. Uh, so that leads to now predictions for this. Uh, we've we've talked about the different matchups. I, mean, I guess we could talk managers uh, within it. Well, the manager the manager comes down to the fact that Dusty Baker is a legend in the game who's done this how many times, and Rob Thompson is technically still the interim manager. Remember, Philly fired their manager middle of the year. Yeah. So if, you know, all these things feel like seasons ago. Uh, with how with the, the the way that the season has so, gone, but way to go, Rob Thompson. If they don't make you the full time manager, they're morons. I think you're you're pretty much guaranteed that job. But yeah, Dusty Baker is a legend in this game. He's obviously a Hall of Famer too. Someday, that has to go for them. Defense has to go to Houston, right? If we were talking yeah. defense, we just yeah. said Dombrowski sold out for offense. It has worked. But if you told me that. There's a big error on Kyle Schwarber or yeah. Nick Castellanos. Like the only real good defender in their outfield is Bryce Harper, and he doesn't play out there because there's a shoulder things. So actually, Brandon Marsh is okay. I shouldn't say that, but like they have sold out for offense. They don't have good defense a lot. I want Philly to win this series. I do not because I don't like Iestros. It has nothing to do with that. But I've said I've kind of fallen in love with Philly's players. It's also hard for it to, to look on paper and say. They're a better team than Houston. I could look so, on paper. So let's let's go ahead and say that right now. If we're looking at both these teams, we're saying on paper, 
Houston. We just did, we, paper, did, we, we Houston went to the Dodgers different categories, uh, and we just said between the two, and we when we put it all together, what four out of five categories go in Houston's favor, right? Yep. So on paper, we see that. I think Philly wins. I think seven games. I think Philly is hot enough. I think it's going to be a v- excellent series. I'm looking forward to watching every game. We will break them all down in, in depth. I think the two aces versus the one ace. Now, if you told me that it gets to a game seven, right, you're rolling Verlander, Wheeler, that, that's what you want. But Verlander wins game one, Wheeler wins game four. I think Nola can win two. I think Nola can win games two and five. When you start looking at it from that perspective, you're seeing uh, an X factor emerge. So bringing that back from what we did with the uh, wild card weekend, uh, that would very much be what tips this in Philly's favor. Uh, again, you have the two. Uh, each one takes a, a top there, but then the number two, and that's it's not a slight on Framber Valdez. To. Yes, those two uh, if, need if to Philly's, win. If Philly is going to win this, that's what has to happen. Nola does have to take two. I don't expect someone to beat Verlander twice, uh, and but I do expect uh, Wheeler to be able to match up enough with that offense to get one. So if you're splitting that, the advantage goes to Houston with the other pitchers. Beyond that, Nola has to. Take that uh, if if he ends up being the uh, uh, if he ends up being the uh, MVP of the World Series, it doesn't often happen for a, a pitcher. Uh, but that's how th- they that win, could, right? Yeah, that's th- that's that's a key, absolutely the key. Where if Philly does, that's exactly the reason why we end up pointing back to because when you look at game by game matchup, that's what tips it in their favor. I, I can't sit here and say like I would love to sit here and say Bryce Harper is going to hit five home runs in the series, three home runs, right? It's really hard. Houston's really good. So I'm not expecting a lot of 10-run efforts by Philly again. Their pitching on Houston is much better than the pitching on the Padres. I think there are a lot of probably like four, five-run games between these two teams. I'm giving a lot of six sevens. Uh, I think with the exception Total? of... Or on the, the winning team. On the, on the, winning, uh, the winning team. For nice, I, I, I believe... Uh, and so now I'm going to show it the same way. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm going Philly in six because I think if it's, it's Houston in seven. Is Philly in six or is Houston in seven? That's where my mind goes within this, uh, and and I think it's that offense is too good. Uh, and yes, uh, yes, Verlander. I don't expect him being the one giving up uh, those runs, but since that model of consistency, go look at the numbers for Framber Valdez. He has not been the same consistency after that. Uh, I, I had to go back and look at the all the postseason numbers for him, but but he has not been quite the same. Lance McCullers has been hit. Uh, you have guys that were now they could still shut it down. I'm not saying they can't, uh, but versus this offense, and we go back in the last five years, the team that got hot and ran it all the way through, Braves did it, uh, and we said uh, it was the Cubs did it. There was another team that was with this. So I think there's three. That did the full, like, just ran the table type of element Washington. to it. Washington, thank you. Uh, that's, and now let's look at all, let's at least look at a couple of teams. So we said uh, Washington, star talent. So now it was star talent, and they ran the table with it. Braves, Freddie Freeman went off, and you know, the guys, star talent. Uh, uh, Cubs was a Cinderella season, and I kind of, they had some of it. Obviously, Schwarber was part of that. Uh, but you have things that just worked out that way. But two and they the three, also sold out that year too. That's the oh, year yeah. they traded back for. They got Araldis Chapman. Yeah, they they traded for. Uh, and they had they had good talent. Don't. Uh, yeah. But it's oh, just yeah. the. But two of the three, what helps you run the table? It's star talent. What has led Philly to this point? It's the exact same thing, the same formula that has led to multiple wins. Where uh, if you look at the other years, 
there wasn't a team that got hot that ran through. Uh, it was just two good matchups or things that went together. But the team that was hot and running through, they've won at these times. That's a good point. I, I don't see enough dominance on Houston's pitching to cool that enough. Not that I don't expect them to score 10 runs, but I think they can get 6-7. and seven. Uh, I think they can get to a, a relief pitcher. I think they can get a key three-run shot. I think they can get some way or another someone hitting one of these. There's too many of them that can. Like we said, if you get if Aaron Nola is one of those guys, and that's on, on that part of it, you get another hitter that goes off. You just need two of those seven to go supernova. You roll those odds within a seven, you're going to get two of them pretty well within it, and Verlander's not enough on his own to equalize that or defl- or bring that back down. So I, I am going Philly and six, writing the same formula that's been done in the last half decade in Major League Baseball, the teams that get in it that way. And this at least keeps me consistent, you as well, uh, with what we've said for the last two years. That this we team picked, is built for this, that if they get in, they're dangerous. We they the may not make the playoffs the, at all. We picked the Phillies to win the NLEs before the year started. Yes, and it looked did. tough all year, but they got in. And this is the reason we picked them. And they're hot right now. We, we've said it many times. Their starters are hot. Aaron Nola has a 170 ADRA in this postseason. Or, excuse me, Zach Wheeler has that. Aaron Nola, if he just matches it, they can win this series. I'll say seven games, I, just because I kind of want to see more baseball. Yeah. Once this, once this is done, we got a few months off here. It starts Friday night? Starts Friday, Friday night, so right? Get the the weekend. Uh, get to the popcorn uh, wagon. That's it. Yeah, grab, uh, come on and get your uh, uh uh, your uh, popcorn fix in, your snack fix for the we- especially the weekend games, uh, and going into next week, it's, it's uh, two three two. It's your prediction for the MVP. Then I have mine. I already said it's my prediction to win the MVP next year. I think Bryce Harper's on a tear. I just think he keeps it going at this point. I don't doubt him. I think that's my pick. It's it's the it's the favorite hands on favorite to have within it. I uh, could definitely see like a, a real Mudo or a, someone else there, but. I, I'm going to go with, uh, again, the guy that, that could pretty much be the, the emblem of the show. Uh, I want to see a Kyle Schwerber uh, full supernova. Absolutely. Uh, can you sit? I, I don't remember enough of this year because at times it feels like such a blur uh, within it. Has he had one of his peak going off modes this year? He's had some good stretches. Uh, but has he had, like, he did it twice with Boston last year, or Boston and Washington, or how that went within. He did it twice uh, within it. Uh, I don't know if I remember one where he went quite that level. Well, I had him on my fantasy team this year. Actually, I had him and Bryce Harper, hence the reason I won that year, this this season. But let's see here, his hottest stretch, he had one really good one. Now, where the heck was it? Here we go. End of July into, let's just do middle to end of July. From July 15th to July 31st, he hit five home runs. But I thought there was a better one in there. I just can't find it off the top of my head. And he had another one here where end of June to June 30th, he hit five home runs. So I don't know if it was his his peak home run stretches where that the talk you're talking about, wasn't it like 14 home runs in like 10 days or something like that when he was between Washington and Boston? It was oh, unbelievable. It was, but I mean, He was almost approaching the Sammy Sosa 20 homers in, in, a, in a single month level. Like that was a... He led the National League in home runs with 46, right? Like, we know what he can do. Now, he also led the National League in strikeouts. So, it's a very all-or-nothing swing. It's extremely fun to watch. Did you see the one that he hit? I think I texted you in the NLCS that went, like, fourth row, like, like the upper deck, like, just absolutely destroyed it. So, yeah, he he can do some things with the baseball, and even he steered that one down. I think it was, like, 120 exit velocity. It was unbelievably launched. Like, the a moonshot that was a laser shot. 
Mm-hmm. Right, th- that's the only way that I can describe that. Uh, and uh, I'll say this, uh, since I'm already seeing a theme here, and I'll reference the article in a minute, but uh, uh, my prediction then for the World Series, it's fitting to say welcome to Schwerberfest, uh, which apparently is a thing. Uh, that's, uh, let's see, it was talking about, oh, where did it go? Where he, I thought he said it uh, here with it. I'm looking for his quote. Uh, oh, oh, man, where did he go? Uh, I'll look this up for, for a moment here. But there was a, this past June, it, it all of a sudden came uh, together. Uh, and so this is getting into the, the Ashwarber month. Now that I can reference with this, so I can say I, I found it went into like you're still hot in, in July, but it was peak in June. They had some sort of a hoagie fest uh, that is there that uh, Philadelphia Magazine said eating hoagies in Philly is like breathing. We do it without even thinking. Uh, and Wawa, one of the famous uh, uh, gas uh, station chains, convenience store chains, especially along the uh, the full East Coast, uh, they have uh, had a uh, every year since 2008, they've hosted a promotion known as Hoagie Fest. Sandwiches are offered <laughs> at a discount uh, to benefit world hunger. Uh, great deal, but then also uh, connected with the, when they were doing it, it was being promoted along with uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, it uh, That was the breakout from Schwarber. Hit 12 home runs, 27 RBIs, a 272, 385, 680 clip during Hoagie Fest. Uh, and enough of it that was connected together where Bryce Harper in a postseason uh, or a postgame press conference was saying, I guess I'll thank Wawa for Schwarberfest. That's awesome. And so that's uh, where that all connected good. together. So uh, a little bit of extra background. A Phillies fans might know that more, but for national fans, maybe not. Uh, awesome. It's a little bit of added fun for that. And uh, coming back to, again, World Series being Schwarberfest here uh, within it, uh, that will be the prediction. We'll see if we have one more good one in us. Uh, and we'll find out, uh, we'll, uh, we'll recap uh, uh, after the World Series is over here. We'll come back and have another show and get a chance to, to walk through that and give just kind of a basic uh, like teaser for offseason. It's little things. We won't go too much into that. We'll have time uh, to get into that on different ones. And, and we'll end here tonight just by uh, highlighting a couple of key things happening within it, just to kind of keep you in the rest of the baseball world. Uh, we have uh, Skip Shoemaker uh, uh, becoming the first-time manager for the Miami Marlins. Uh, you never know with those. I can either be good, it can be really bad. Uh, that that franchise is still concerning to me. Uh, where their team, like they should win. I Schumacher is not a bad hire because I've never seen him coach before. Obviously, Schumacher was with the Cardinals. He's won multiple World Series in his career, so I, he's got. He, he's a gamer like Craig Council, right? He's yeah. the same type of guy that he's, he's scrappy, got the most out of his own talent, was not necessarily star studded in that regard. Uh, but he should be able to connect with the guys. He's yep. much di- he, like, not to say that Mattingly didn't. I don't know anything. I think they liked Don Mattingly. I don't think that they had any issues with Don Mattingly. But Schumacher's a lot younger, and yep. he's been a bench coach, San Diego. I'm sure he's a players' dude. It's an interesting hire. It was way off the radar. I did not expect it, but it could co- it could definitely work out. The the bigger one is is Bruce Bochy going to Texas because yes. Texas is. Look, Bruce Bochy is not coming back. At, I don't know how old he is now, but I'm sure he's not coming back to sit and finish third in the AL West. Uh, I think they there want had to, to have been some assurances there, yeah. uh, which means that they're not done spending yet. 
Uh, this is going to be another aggressive offseason for Texas. That's what this hire says. So if you're a Texas Rangers fan, you have to love this, not only from the what you're getting as a manager within it, but also what that move says uh, for this offseason. You should be very excited for what uh, potential may come. They already showed you last year what they're capable of uh, So as far as uh, acquiring players within it, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, Adam Wainwright uh, decided, no, I, I don't want to be done yet. I'm coming back. Couldn't believe that uh, and, when I saw that so this the, and I'm sure he's got at least 10 million reasons why. I don't know what the contract is, but he's just, that's, he a, that's a lot of money. One, he just keeps doing the one year. I think this year yeah. it was 18 million. I'm sure he'll get the same exact contract yeah. next year. Uh, and I get the nostalgia, all those big guys going out at the same time. But if you still want to play, you only have so many shots to do it. And Tom Brady has shown uh, the idea. Maybe not so much finally in this last year. He looks a little more human uh, within it. But you know, you only have so many opportunities to do it. Go back out there if you're loving the game. You still want to do it. Go do it. Uh, and I, I'm glad that he made a good swan song within it, but I wouldn't have minded Pujol saying the same thing. It was fun watching him this year uh, within it, but I'm also good if you saying if I'm done, I'm done uh, at the same time. But Wainwright coming back, that adds to uh, uh, the Cardinals' uh, hopes for, for next year. Can I make a prediction for the Texas Rangers offseason? Yeah, now? yeah, yeah. I think they get Carlos Rodon. That's my prediction. I think they need one more pitcher. Yeah. I think Carlos like Rodon, I think, I think that's that's my early thought. Is when I saw Bruce Bochy there, I thought, okay, well, this team, he's not coming in here to finish behind the Houston and Seattle for the next five. They've years. already added in hitting, so they're going to be focused more on pitching. And the and the big hit, hit the big hitters are all shortstops, right? Unless you're going to sign Aaron Judge, right? And they've already and they done. Already, they already paid a bunch of money to Chris to Corey Seager, so they're not doing that. But I, I think this is the team that's going to go hard after Carlos Rodon this offseason now. I like that as the 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 early offseason favorite for that. That makes a ton of sense. We'll have plenty of off-season coverage that we'll have for you as we break down some of those uh, uh, fun things as we get there. But uh, first, uh, the big dance. We'll take a look at the World Series here this weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy some popcorn. And we'll come back to see just how right or wrong we were. Go Phillies.